we have lots to offer and it is still not fully explored by the world i would say because world knows indian food for certain things but there are so many different regions world doesn't know about it which is um, which is what we chefs um, from india are now trying to do anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while will not be surprised to learn that indian is one of my absolute favorite cuisines and even as i say that i feel remiss because there are so many different cuisines in the incredible country that is india we are speaking to one of india's best chefs today Manish Mehrotra has the very famous Indian accent restaurant in Delhi. It's been named one of Asia's top 50 restaurants. He's soon to visit Australia for a pop-up at Tonka in Melbourne. Manish, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so great to have you on the show. I love eating Indian food. I love trying to cook it and I certainly love to eat it. Um tell us let's start with Indian accent. Tell us about this restaurant of yours. Um Indian accent started in 2009. In years of Indian accent and um Uh, for me, I'm Indian, but I was always trained as a pan-Asian chef. I specialized in Thai cuisine, and I used to run um, pan-Asian restaurant for this company, which I worked for last twenty twenty-three years. And um, we got a new location, and there we dis- were deciding that what kind of a restaurant uh, we have to open. And at that time, I was in London, and in London, I saw so many Indian restaurants. restaurant which were doing something different with indian food so i decided like to ask my boss that um, let me give me a chance to uh, to do uh, an indian restaurant and which is which will be a different kind of indian restaurant and where food is the way i want to do indian food and uh, indian accent happened uh, in 2009 and here we are after 14 years <laughs> so give us an example manish like what is your style of indian food what what are the dishes that you that you transformed or developed or put your own spin on um the, the, the see i was never trained in a traditional indian kitchen under the masters of indian cuisine um so i had no prior backlog that this recipe is supposed to be done like this i was always trained as a pan asian chef worked in london for four years so i had um played with a lot of ingredients in london so my idea was to do indian food where food at heart the flavors were indian but with a unique combination there are certain ingredients you don't use in indian cuisine so use those ingredients also uh, some kind of proteins so usually a usual unusual combination which was not seen in indian cuisine before and that is how to represent indian food uh, so that it is not only indian food but it becomes global indian food so that people from outside india can also relate to it um, one example is like a blue cheese naan that was one of the first dish um we we did for indian accent and now even after 14 years we serve it as our amuse bouche in the restaurant so why blue cheese and the naan and the blue cheese because blue cheese is very very 
acquired taste for Indian palate. Because first time when I tasted blue cheese, I said, who the hell eats this thing? <laughs> and, uh, um, and for common Indian, it is absolutely um, a very, very acquired taste. So we did blue cheese naan um, because bread and blue cheese is a classic combination. And when you stuff the blue cheese in the naan and you cook it in the tandoor, it toned down the flavor a little bit and it has become more palatable for Indian palate and the savoriness of blue cheese, pungency of blue cheese with a um, smoky naan, it goes fantastically well together. Mm. When you mentioned that you were trained in Pan-Asian cuisine, are there some Asian ingredients that you brought into um, Indian accent? In, in self, uh, like, definitely there were many ingredients which uh, I, I, I uh, used it in an accent. But uh, the major thing which I got from Pan-Asian food uh, to Indian accent is the cooking method. Usually when in India we cook vegetables, we tend to overcook it and we tend to cook it um, so that we lose the texture. And the texture of vegetable in Pan-Asian food is the perfect when you cook things quickly and when you don't overcook it. So that thing which I, I really feel happy that I learned from Pan-Asian cuisine and I got in Indian food where all the vegetable, uh, not only its flavor, it, it their textures also speak in a dish. Mm. So would you even use a wok sometimes? <laughs> yes, uh, sometimes we use wok uh, in one or two uh, two. Uh, elements in the in the in a dish, um, and uh, we we when we finish the dish, we, in the end we use something in the wok and then plate it on the other plate. Yeah, wonderful. And w- who would you say are the main customers that come to your restaurants? In in, in, in India, definitely we have loads of Indians who come to um, Indian accent, but. Yes, we have a lot of expats who come to Indian accent. And in New York restaurant, we have uh, mostly New Yorkers who come to Indian accent. Mm, that's, yeah, really fascinating. So I'd love to know a bit about your background. Can you tell us where you grew up in India and, and what place food had in your family? Um, I was born in a city of Patna in Bihar in in um, in a, um East, slight eastern Gangetic Plain uh, near Varanasi and um, born and brought up in a completely vegetarian household. Uh, my father never used to eat um, even onion and garlic. So, um, and uh, till my grandmother was alive, we used to egg, eat eggs also on a terrace, on a separate set of stove and the, and the crockery and uh, that crockery and store was not allowed to enter in the house so it was a completely wow. vegetarian household but uh, definitely nobody stopped us from eating anything outside the house so yes we used to visit relatives and also we used to eat all all different things but um, with a vegetarian household uh, the biggest education we I got for my cooking is that with limited ingredients, with simple food, food can be delicious. You don't need 
hundreds of spices or hundreds of different ingredients or paraphernalia be- uh, around the dish to make something uh, tasty. Even with the limited ingredients, if you cook it well, your technique is good, it can be delicious. Mm. So what were some of the first dishes that you ever cooked? Um, see, mostly when you ask, usually you ask chefs that... Um, uh, how you became chef. So um, most of the time, chefs say that they were inspired by their grandmother or they used to cook with their mothers. Uh, but nothing of that sort happened with me. Definitely, we food was all around in the house. We would used to live in a joint family, so it was a very, very big family. Uh, we used to celebrate all the festivals and everything with food and all. But um, going to the kitchen... When I joined my hotel school, there I decided that kitchen was the most innovative um, thing in a in in a hotel, and uh, that is why I chose kitchen. And uh, it's been now thirty years. <laughs> wow, incredible! I think you'll be surprised to know that I've actually been to Patna. Um, oh. I, tra- I traveled around Bihar. And, yeah, it's such an interesting place with so much history, Buddhist history. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. And one thing I remember from Patna is the the granary that um, overlooks the city, like a, a, this big, I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly, but like a sort of domed. Um, Golgar, yes, Golgar. Yes, yes, yes. Tell me about it's, that. It's, it's like a domed go- building and was grain yes, stored it's, inside it's, it? Yes, yes, yes. During the time of Britishers, it used to be a granary. It used to be grain storage. It was built um, during the time of Bengal famine and to store uh, grain. And now it has be- become like a um, hist- um, historic monument. And I live very, very close to that place. And my school was, and boundary wall of Golgar was the same. <laughs> so we used to look oh, at really? it every day, every day. <laughs> oh, that's um, so interesting. Yes. A uh, lot of great memories of um, that city. And people usually don't consider Bihar as a, as a foodie place because Bihar was always uh, highlighted as a political hotbed of India. But uh, food in Bihar is fantastic and really, really unique. Oh, that's so interesting because, I mean, it's, it's not too far from um, Calcutta. Yes. And what, I mean, what, is this, what are some of the signature dishes or, or styles of, of Bihar? There, there are, there are, there are. People know only few things about Bihar that Litti uh, Chokha and few things, the dumplings and all these things. But there are various cuisines in Bihar where it uh, comes from royal to the Brahmins to the to the uh, lower caste. All different cuisines are there in Bihar, and the, the amount of uh, uh, great uh, meat dishes and um, uh, river water f- fish dishes are amazing in Bihar. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, as you said before, you learn that you don't need fancy ingredients to create something wonderful. I think that, um, yeah, just the, the cuisine, that's, the, the resourcefulness of the cuisine um, in, I suppose, all parts of India, but especially perhaps um, the East is, yeah, really remarkable. Yes. 
Um, so tell me about this transition to working in five-star hotels, being trained in these very different types of food. I mean, was it, you mentioned the creativity. Was it that that swept you along? Was it the sort of the theatre of dining? What, what engaged you um, as you made your way in your career? Uh, see, see, food is one such thing um, which is... Um, which is a necessity also, and it's luxury also, it's indulgence also. Um, so, and India is such a big country, we have so many different cuisines and regions that we have food for indulgence, we have food for healing, we have food for every every occasion, every palate in the world. We, we use all different sorts of cooking method in different parts of India, from, from baking to smoking to pickling to fermentation. Everything is there in India, and it's not new, but traditionally, over, over thousands of years, these, these methods and all these um, uh, were, were in use in India. So... so it, we have lots to offer and it is still not fully explored by the world I would say because world knows Indian food for certain things but there are so many different regions world doesn't know about it which is um, which is what we chefs um, from India are now trying to do that taking regional dishes giving it a little bit of twist so that everybody can relate to it and now presenting it to the world. Um, so that is what we, we, we are trying to do. Mm. Is there a region of India that you're really sort of working on at the moment that you're trying to bring to the fore, something that you feel is a bit less um, discovered or, or known by the, by the wider world? There, there are there are many regions like like northeast of India is still people don't know about it. Even in India, people don't know about it that much. Um, Ten years back, uh, uh, people from north. When I was a kid in Patna, hardly people knew about South Indian food. There was only few things like a dosa or a idli. Uh, they know about South Indian food. They didn't knew that. South India is so vast and cuisine is so diverse um, and there are so many things. Even in North India, people never used to know about it. But now, slowly, slowly, people are getting familiar with different parts of India, even in India, which is very, very good. And at the moment, I am in Mumbai um, because we are opening uh, Indian Accent in Mumbai very, very soon. So my trials are going on in Mumbai. And um, now we are in Mumbai, uh, which is different from Delhi. So the menu is uh, such that uh, we take some local things also in the menu. And uh, we've created a new tasting menu for Mumbai, which is totally different from Delhi. So India has got different, different regions. And we try to explore each and every region in every different menu changes. Mm, so exciting. I love Mumbai. It's just the most incredible city <laughs> to explore. And I think it's, for me, I have never been to Gujarat, but I learned a lot about Gujarati cuisine in Mumbai because you see it so much there. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Those Gujarati talis are just so incredible with like, you know, 15 true, dishes on true. one plate. And, um, <laughs> oh, I really want one right now. Um, <laughs> so um, tell us about your trip to Australia and um, what we can expect to see from you, Manish. I'm really, really excited to be there and cooking for the first time. Uh, I've been to Australia nine years back, but at that time it was more of a of a trip to explore different parts of uh, uh, Melbourne. Went to Yarra Valley and uh, tried different restaurants and everything. So at that time it was more of a um, to explore uh, Melbourne and. Um, surrounding areas but uh, this time first time cooking in melbourne for for people in melbourne so really really excited my team is so excited because um, and and the biggest challenge is when uh, in, in in australia is uh, um, when when i do pop-ups all over the world or when we do any events all over the world, we carry a lot of food and ingredients with us. But in Melbourne, we are not carrying even a grain of salt. So whatever we are going to do, we'll start from the scratch in Melbourne. And that is really, really exciting. Oh, that's really exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what produce you'll discover. Um, yeah, do you think you'll use perhaps Australian seafood? Yes, we are going to use everything from there. Everything from there. Wow, I'll be interested to learn what you, yeah, what you make of it and how different it is. I think um, we're having a pretty exciting time with Indian food in Australia, with a lot of you know young chefs expressing regional food, um, putting their own spit on it. It's um, yeah, there's there's a lot to be excited about, but it'll be yeah amazing to see what you think of that as well as what you um, what you bring to the city yourself. Yes, we're really excited about it. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Manish, it's been wonderful to catch up with you. Um, yeah, uh, very exciting to learn more about Indian accent and, uh, yeah, that you're opening another one in Mumbai. I'll have to put that on my list next time I get over there. Uh, thanks so much for spending time with us today and, and I look forward to welcoming you to Melbourne. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.